0: How can we embrace boredom and perhaps find ourselves to be a little bit more creative along the way? It's episode 342 of the Dan York Report and we live in a society where now we never have to be bored. Distraction is just a phone away. We can pick up that smartphone at any time, wherever we are, just whip it out of our pocket, out of our holster, out of our, you know, whatever, wherever we put it and can just open it up look at it inside, and be stimulated to our heart's content. We can get our little dopamine hits. We can see what's out there. We can connect with people, look at stuff. We never, ever have to be bored. But is it the right thing? I was listening tonight on my way down to the curling club where I curl on, on Tuesday nights, to some of the September episodes of the Note to Self podcast produced by WNYC and hosted by Manoush zamodi And she had two episodes on September 5th called Attention Please and September 13th called Eavesdropping on Epiphany, which talked about this question of attention, of being intentional about our attention and what's there. And admittedly, both were also promotions for her new book, which is called Bored and Brilliant, which was kind of a summary of an experiment that she did with 20,000 listeners back in 2015. Now, I have not seen the book. I've not read the book. I have no connection to the book. So this is nothing related to that. But it did make me, just listening to it, make me think about a common theme that has been in much of my writing and and sometimes speaking at times about this whole idea of attention, attention and intention, both of those that are part of it. You know, we are in a space where it it is so easy to be distracted and so easy to have everything clamoring for our attention. And it's so easy to lose focus because, Oh, ping, ping, there's something else on your phone. I have a little sign up in the middle of my windows in my home office that says, being a good writer is 3% talent and 97% not being distracted by the internet. Now, I can't claim originality on that. That came from somebody else off of Facebook, speaking of distractions, that was there. But it is true. We lose our focus. And I understand that's part of the premise of this book, this new book, Bored and Brilliant. But I would, uh, I would agree without even looking at the book, without even seeing into that, just hearing a bit about it with that premise about the need for boredom. The need to have some degree of focus, of time there to allow creativity to happen, to allow things to go on. I I can think back, quite honestly, to some of the times when I've been uh, running. Like when I run, I don't put earbuds in. I don't listen to podcasts. I don't do things like that. Unless I'm at a gym in which surrounded by people, in which case I do. But when I'm out running on the streets or in the woods or things, I don't have any of that. I don't have any of that sound, partly because I want to hear the sounds around me as I run, but partly because I use that as a moment of just of silence, of meditation in movement, of listening, of thinking, of doing that. You know, um, I used to drive up to Maine, to Portland, Maine, from the center of New Hampshire. Quite often, I was part of a training company, that had an office up there. And I would drive for a couple of hours sometimes with no music on, no podcasts, no, well, there weren't podcasts then, but no, nothing on the radio. And I would just use that as a time to think to extrapolate, to get new ideas, to do this. Back in that day, I actually found myself having phrases and having poems coming out of me. I wrote some great poetry at 65 miles an hour going down the main turnpike. Um, Now, I, I wasn't necessarily writing it then, although there were a few times when I will admit I was scribbling phrases on a piece of paper that was propped against the steering wheel. But I was thinking through it. The cadences were going through my mind, the, the 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 notes, the phrases, the pieces that were there. Actually, on the way home from the Curling Club tonight, I shut off the podcast I was listening to and just thought through, what did I want to say in this episode, in this Dan York Report episode here that I'm recording? What did I want to do? I practiced this. I thought about it. I I rehearsed in my mind the flow that I wanted to do. I actually pulled off the road once or twice and put a bunch of things into a mind node mind map that I use to sketch out the outline for this episode and for a piece that are there. You know, it's um it, it's interesting. And I think the net for me is how do we be intentional about being in control of our technology? You know, I I um I want to be very clear when I work with stuff that I'm in the one in control. I will look at things when I want to. I will determine the focus of my attention. So for me, that means that on my phone, I've silenced all the notifications, except for a couple. I don't have any Facebook notifications, any Twitter notifications, no Instagram, no Snapchat, certainly no email. I get way too much. it would be buzzing all the time. I've pretty much silenced everything except for two things. One is text messages um, because I don't get a ton of those. And when I do, it is usually from people who need to reach me for something. And I usually have Slack running with notifications because we use that internally within my team for a lot of communication. And so during the workday, if there's something that somebody wants to reach me, that's how they can do it. It's not email, no no way, it's Slack. They can reach me at that and I'll get the notifications there. Everything else, no, I don't have any interruptions. On my desktop, I have no sounds at all. I don't even use the dock uh, icons on my laptop or things because I don't wanna see that. I want it to be intentional. I will open up my email and I will look. I will open up something else and I will look at what's there. I will open up Facebook, I will do that i I want to be in that kind of control. I think that's important part to think about because otherwise you let your your focus you let your your attention is controlled by other people. Those people are interrupting you they're they're injecting themselves into your flow and your attention. Now we could talk in one of the episodes the September thirteenth episode of Note to Self talked about how you know entities are focused around um providing you know capturing your attention continuing to engage it messaging apps are fantastic with this you know me, facebook messenger or uh, i message on the on the iphone you know they show you when somebody's typing so you you're building that anticipation what are they going to say they keep you engaged right in there snapchat does a masterful job at this and in, in keeping people engaged and part of that you know it's um it's interesting. I think we are creating a world where everybody has to be plugged in, you know, or, or feels that they have to be. You know, I, I do question about whether we're raising, you know, a generation of kids who have to reach for that phone for stimulation that they don't know what to do with boredom in some ways. I've, I've been around a good number of teenagers lately in some of these curling bond spiels and they've always got their phone And the dings, the notifications, the things are going off in different ways, in different places, always inserting themselves, demanding that. And the question that Manush Samodi raised in her podcast, and I guess in her book as well, but is, you know, can we do something differently? Can we be more intentional about that? Can we disconnect at times? Can we make spaces where we are not interrupted? Can we choose to go and do that? Um, I have started doing this at work, where I will block off time when I'm not interrupted. I'll shut down all notifications, shut down all other apps, and I will just focus on the writing that I need to do. Focus on that. Jeremiah o. Yang, uh, who writer all this, has always talked about um, paying yourself first, making sure you're doing something. This was in part in a in a discussion around how he gets up in the morning and writes a blog post at that time doing something for himself first before getting in the email, before getting in all the other things that were other people's agendas that were getting into your attention space. It is that sort of thing. How do you create that? Every minute, every half an hour, every hour that you are consuming or that you are spending time in social media is... A minute or a half hour or an hour when you're not creating something or doing something else that's there now There's a balance right because I get a lot out of some forms of consumption Reading sometimes sometimes movies sometimes social media in some ways. I get a lot out of that consumption So it's not like you know consumption or creation. It's a bit of both all things in moderation But the question is how do you ensure that you're not spending too much time in that? world of consumption How do you make sure that you're doing something in there? You're leaving time for the boredom that leads toward creativity. I've given you some of the things I do in here. I'd be curious about what do you do? How do you give yourself spaces or don't you? What do you think? Love to hear your comments here at soundcloud.com slash York or anywhere this is out on social media. You can leave me messages there. I won't be notified, but when I check in, I'll be sure to find them. You can find more of my audio and writing at danyork.me. Thanks for listening, and I really would love to hear your comments. Bye for now.